a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Millville, Minnesota wrap-up with Weege and JT. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Fly Racing, please check them out. They've got the uh, Formula Helmet, which you know they've uh, spent a ton of money and a ton of time into developing to make it one of the safest helmets out there. Well, they've also got the Formula CC now. Same great safety technology, just a little bit different shell. And also that makes it a little bit less expensive. So please, they've, uh, they've really worked on this Fly, fly Racing uh, Formula Helmet a lot. So it's tested on the most advanced equipment in the world. The Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and the low-speed impacts. It features Rion technology, Conet EPS, a 12K carbon shell. The Formula Advanced Impact System, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. So please check them out. Flyracing.com, official gear of the points leader, Zach Osborne. Also, thank you to Max's Tires. Uh, you want to say Justin Rodbell, the surprise of the series perhaps this year, right? On the Maxxis SGB Kawasaki team, well, he's running Maxxis, MaxxisTires.com, light truck tires, UTV tires, dirt bike tires, a lot of them developed by Jeremy McGrath, and of course, mountain bike tires as well. I love the Minions. Uh, Renthal as well, Renthal.com. More championships by the folks at Renthal than all the other competitors combined, if you can believe that. So, Renthal.com, the Fat Bar 36 was introduced earlier this year. Uh, Kenny Roxon's won some supercrosses on it, and whether it's uh, the Fat Bar without the crossbar, the Twin Wall Bar that got introduced like in 97, 7 8 Bar, the grips, the sprockets, the chains, Renthal.com. Uh, please grab life by the bars and uh, check out the latest and greatest from the folks at Renthal. Welcome to the show. Uh, a couple of guys uh, that usually are here to discuss the Nationals and break it down. Of course, I wasn't there this weekend, and neither was uh, JT, but our buddy Wygant was there. So let's get right into it. What's up, Weech? How are you, man? Uh, man, I'm just, you know, going to races. That's what I do. Oh, that's what you do? Okay. I go to races. Yeah. yeah. I know. I don't know about the rest of you guys. Right. Um, it's what I do. Uh, I recall a California swing where you took about three, or three out of the four races off at some point in Supercross, I believe. Was that this year? I mean, I don't know. I mean, no. January feels like it was eight years ago, so yeah. I don't even know if that was this year. Good point. Also yeah. on the line from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. As I said, the uh, title sponsor of this podcast, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Hello, and don't forget he abandoned us in Salt Lake, too. Yeah, early. Very early. I was yeah. in Salt Lake. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. I was there. Uh, I, I, listen, we got a lot to talk about on this show. Uh, JT and I, like I said, we were not there. Uh, I want to talk about the track. I want to talk about uh, a lot of things. Let's start off on a positive note, though. Uh, how was Justin Brayton, Weege? Oh, it was great. I mean, you guys were there and you were missed, but then I saw Brayton 
almost as soon as I got to the track Friday, and then I never really even noticed that you guys weren't there. After yeah, that. yeah. I mean, it was just gold. It was great. Uh, we talked about a lot of things from North Carolina real estate to school to teams next year. Uh, just so much knowledge. Yeah, so much knowledge. So much better. Oh, uh, just in the mix, man. Well, I mean, in the mix. you know, he's a North Carolina resident, but he just hasn't been there for months. So, you know, you haven't had the chance to see JB. So. Honestly, I thought the, that uh, my son and his daughter were going to be an item after that Stasic race in uh, Dallas. Right, right. And then COVID, COVID got us. No yeah. one was allowed to hang out right, for months, right. and I, the flames have been extinguished. Oh, bummer. Way um, to get this back. Yeah. JT, uh, Millville, the best track on the circuit. The best track. I don't want to hear it. I, I know you read, bud. Truthers are out there. Uh, and it's very good. When I say it's the best track on the circuit, it doesn't mean that Red Bud is shit. Redbud is a very good track, so let's let you know, let's make sure that gets out there. Uh, uh, but Millville is the best track on the circuit. It is, and and one does not have to be untrue for the other to be true, right? Redbud can be awesome, but Millville can be a touch better. Yes. So I'm there. I, I know that not everyone loved the way that it was prepped this weekend because it was it was fast and pretty smooth and whatever, and that's that's fine. You know, there I've seen that track prepped a million different ways, but if you want to talk about elevation, dirt. You know, all the, the yeah. fun, fun jumps and, and genuinely just enjoying riding. It's the best. And and I would say for me personally, Bud's Creek was right up there, too. But I know that's a, a unique opinion. Yeah, that is. Yep. Yep. But I would say that Millville is the one of the only tracks that when I was actually out there riding, I was having fun. And that that's that sounds crazy, right? Everybody loves riding dirt bikes. That's why we all got into it. But for most racers, it's a job and you're not really thinking about having fun. But I remember like on Saturday practice, we used to have Saturday practice and then race Sunday. I was actually like having a good time riding yeah. on Saturdays. And that's pretty unique for a series that's so serious as we take this one. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great track, Weech. Uh, and the temperatures, God, I was telling my wife halfway through the day, Weech, I was like, I, I wish I was there almost. Like that, that the temperatures were so good. Uh, it's hard to beat that area in the fall. You know, kind of reminds me of growing up in Manitoba, to be honest. So. Like I, I picture I picture the day as being perfect. Obviously, you were cooped up in a trailer, missing the starts and things like that, which we'll get to. But it, it was probably pretty nice, Wygant. Yeah, it was cold in the morning, like genuinely right. legit cold. Uh, you know, I think high thirties or forty. But the sun came out. You know, by say nine, it yeah. started getting warmer. Oh. And then, yeah, man, by the afternoon, you know, by noon, uh, it was perfect. It was one of those days that had no temperature. It wasn't cold. It wasn't warm. It was nothing, and uh, it really made it enjoyable. And you got that, even when it was cold in the morning, it was kind of refreshing. It's been summer everywhere wow. in the United States. And it was like, hey, it's fall. This is crisp weather. I right. think everybody welcomed it. And, uh, dude, if you're a fan and you're watching, and you and I have been going around and around on this, I know the gnarl- I know Bob Hanna raced 130 degrees. I know. I know he did. <laughs> he was actually I raced on the it. face of the sun at one point, I heard. Yes, yeah. and he did 45 minutes on a clapped-out 70s technology bike with air cooling and didn't get tired didn't pace himself i get it um but this is not surfing this is not swimming like what where did we decide that motocross can only take place if there's extreme heat and humidity it has to have extreme heat and humidity or the sport doesn't exist i've been thinking more and more about like kind of how we're kicked that around in a column i know that one guy told davy to fire me um, because of this, yeah, even, even though it was my idea, when I wrote, it was what it was I wrote, but it was your idea, but yeah, yes. um, why not give the guys a summer break, you know, give the teams a break, 
get some more testing in. It lines up for the designations. Move the Monster Cup to properly where it should be. You know, a, a GFI-based b- race like we used to have, a Supercross shakedown, and and have some fall nationals. This is great. Start them, start them August, right? I, I don't know. You can start them July, start them in August, whatever. There'll still be some hot ones. It's just a win-win, man. I just I don't get it. I know the TV thing, weed. You 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 sort of threw you know you threw uh, water on the TV thing that I've heard from some VIP people in the sport. Um, but yeah, uh, that's just theory. There's nothing to that. No. NBCSN does not have college football. Um, I'll give you two reasons. There's two reasons I don't think that this. These are the two obstacles you'd face. I think the tracks have determined that when there's high school football, which in some areas is very very popular on a Friday. College football, very popular on a Saturday. NFL, very popular on a Sunday. I think the tracks think that the chances of people spending their weekend at the motocross track are lessened when football starts. Now, I don't believe there's any data to support that, but that is the hunch. Well, Um, there there is no doubt the Nationals, JT, you can probably back me up on this. From when I started to now, the National attendance has gone down quite a bit. Uh, One, the move to Saturdays. And the TV package being really good. JT, would you agree that the actual bodies at, the, at these races, what they used to be? Yes. Um, I think that the fact that we have a, an app available that shows all the action and live TV for some, you know, the live TV could be better, right? The package isn't perfect. But yeah, just accessibility of if you want to stay home and watch it, you can, where before you couldn't. Like you could watch it a week later, you know, right. go back 20 years, but yeah. you, you couldn't watch it the same day. But I'm not going – like, I don't want to go to a, a Red Bud or a Millville in sweltering August. I don't want to go. I just move, yeah, you know. What, yeah. what do you do with the pushback for the – you know, riders are going to want to have some sort of downtime and some sort of off season before, you know, testing and, and all that starts up again. I, I think, to me, that's going to be your biggest pushback above all else. Well, wrap it – you have that break in the summer. You have a break there. And, mm-hmm. and wrap it up by the end of September. You know, you're losing four weeks. You're losing okay. five so you basically weeks. get you get all, all of October off is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, or, or you know most of October, whatever, and then you ramp up November one for a January start. Yeah, here's the problem, man. Okay, so I think the track thing—that uh, is the theory. I think that can be overcome. It's not a hard, as far as I know, it is not a hard mandate from NBC saying you cannot have these races in September. We don't have room in our schedule. They have tons of motorsports also on in these months. They can handle it. Um, I think the tracks, like I said, think their attendance would be hurt if football was going on. Maybe they're right. Maybe they're wrong. I don't know. However, yes, JT is right. The pushback will be, do you really think if Supercross ends at the beginning of May like it normally does and we don't race till July 4th, they're taking any time off in that time? Well, I think, you, I think they, they would have they – a smart person would. You know, a smart training person would. Um, They're going to be, this well, is more time to do outdoor testing, and, more time to get in a boot camp, a training block that we never had before, a testing session we never had before. They're going to blow themselves out. Yeah. And, and we're, we're already hearing riders complaining about that aspect this season, you know, so. Um, yeah. This well, year's a little different because they didn't know when they were going to go racing, so yeah, I kind of get it. But, but I, I don't trust, I was talking to Nick Way, and I'm like, if we did this every year, would you have turned it off? And he's like, if I got young guys like I do and they got things to work on, we're going to work on them. There you go. Well, whatever. Yep. Um, I think it's great. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but, um, yeah, I think it's awesome. So, uh, I do like it as well, we, uh, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and also, too, it lines up better with the motocross donations as well. Yeah. You know, people, the teams, will st- yep. the riders and teams will still be in outdoor mode, able to do yeah. that, able to go on that. How 
effing crazy is it that the nations used to be like with the two or three nationals after it? Insane. Just insane. Just I know. Just, the nationals <laughs> that's my thing. I, I don't I hate revisionist history. Everyone's like you you know, I've seen some blowback fans being like, No, I want the races to be brutally hot and humid. I'm like, uh this legendary Trans AMA series that Roger DeCoster and Bob Hanna, Iron Man of Iron Man, they right. raced in the fall at Unadilla. It was probably fifty degrees. Right. Second of all, yes, the Nationals used to go to October. Yep. And not that long ago into September. This this idea that you can only race motocross in the humidity, that is a new idea. That is not old school. Nope. Yeah, let, uh, go, go tell MXGP that when they're wearing jackets around the track yeah. at half the races. Yeah, and JT, I know you grew up in Florida, but Steve, like being cold as hell the morning of a race is – that is also it's part of the sport. Standard, yeah, standard. Um, it is also part of the sport. Uh, and one more thing okay. uh, is that, uh, I, I mean, we would start in July or August. You're still going to get some hot races. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, for it sure. Wouldn't yeah. all be nah, seventy yeah, degrees. We get yeah. some scorchers in there. Um, it's going to be hot this weekend. Upcoming, it's going to be yeah, hot. It's not going to exactly. be. It's not going to be June hot, but it's going to be hot. By the way, we had a parade lap jacket on a parade lap. We at did. National. It's phenomenal. We did. I, I, I just about lost it. Yeah, just couldn't believe it. It was amazing. For jacket on the parade lap. Um. All right, we. Uh, did you hear much about the track prep from people? Did you hear some stuff from more than one guy? Definitely heard. All over the map. All the over the map? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terrible and awesome. So Okay, well, that sounds like luck. a typical race then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, exactly. Good luck. Uh, some people were saying it was great, and they wish yeah. they prepped them like this all the time, or at least had some prep like this, and then somebody else told us it was trash. So <laughs> welcome to figuring out the way to build the perfect uh, motocross track. I'm going to ask uh, I'm gonna ask the winner right now how, how the track prep was. You and you and uh, Ferrandez tight? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, I'm gonna send it right now. <laughs> uh, Ooh, le track prep. Um, okay. Uh, well, should we go there now, JT, or should we wait? Well, if you're talking about the start, yeah, do you want to do it? We should do it not at the beginning because we would have they would have missed the beginning of this conversation. Uh, oh. So it happened again, everybody. <laughs> Jason Wygant. The series announcer, he just, he missed the start. Second 450 I, moto. Just got, just, I was we, losing my <laughs> mind. We picked it up three corners in. I, I don't know. I mean, if you folks watch it on uh, NBCSN after the Bristol NASCAR race Saturday night, uh, the start was in the race and we announced it. So I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? <laughs> we did it. 11.30 p.m. Saturday, yeah. we had a start. We had a start. Race. All right. You we can- did. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, well. so when the, the greatest part of this is when they pick it up, we just like, and so we're going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I already knew. I mean, I could hear the motorcycles. Uh, yeah. it, I've been in this situation once before. I don't know if you guys remember this. Oh, oh. yeah. Something comes I'll never to yeah, Something comes I'm to mind. On my tombstone. Yeah. Are you, oh, you do remember? You do. <laughs> and that empty feeling of hearing motorcycles take off. Uh, obviously. The sound of a start is fairly distinct. <laughs> Unbelievable. So yeah, people who so are watching live missed the second 450 start. We saw Christian Craig talking about something, and then we started racing it in three corners in. It's unbelievable. I mean, a start is not really that exciting. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Excellent point. 
We got the we got the checkers. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's all yeah. about. We got we got ten minutes of Zacho by himself, <laughs> while we saw Blake Baggett pull within a second of AC, like within a second, and and, and the battle was on. This was for the win of the moto and the overall win, and we got Zacho riding around at two twenty fours. So uh, what I think happened with the start deal was uh, so Zacho. This is amazing how the, uh, the domino effect of how these shows have to be planned literally down to the minute. We say the races start at 1 o'clock. They don't. They start at like one twelve. It's like this magic number of like getting in the stuff we have to do, like a track map and a couple commercials before the moto begins, but leaving enough time to get interviews when it's over. So it's like a very carefully described, like the gate drops at one twelve or one thirteen. Uh, so then Zacho had problems uh, before he went out for his sight lap for the second moto. And Zacho just told us, I think, his whole shot device they had to fix it, right? So we come back from break, and we're like, check this out. Osborne's having a bike problem. So we watch it for a minute or two, mm-hmm. and now we've pushed the whole show back two minutes or something. So then I believe our producer, Chris Bond, asked for an extra minute uh, before the gate drop. Can you hold the gate? Because now we put our show two minutes behind. And either he thought he got it and didn't get it, or the clock was... There was something like that where they thought they had one more minute before the gate was going to drop because we did the audible five minutes earlier with Zacho, and that completely ruined it. And uh, yes, Christian Craig is describing the track in an interview, and <laughs> you hear rah, <laughs> yeah, only on NBC Sports Gold Live because we we went back, and if you watch it on NBCSN Saturday night, we called the start. Oh, so you had to go back, you and GL, and fake excitement. Well, not only fake excitement, I said, I just got a feeling it's going to be Cincerolo and Baggett here. Oh, you did? <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome if you did that, yes. I, I, yes. I, yes. Um, I, I mean, I, I didn't like the Osborne thing either. I get it. But th- we have picture-in-picture picture for that stuff, too. Uh, I mean, I, mean, I don't get it. it. Outdoors, it can't be done, unfortunately. Oh, oh really? The picture-in-picture picture exists, but what you can't do is you can't um, have – you can't have a set of cameras following something on one half of the track and the other. It's the same cameras. Oh, yeah, I guess. In Supercross, you can do it because they have right, uh, right. JT. We got Snapper. Yeah. We, yeah. We, this would have never happened in Supercross. No. In Supercross, you can have one camera that can follow the yeah. whole track. So you have yeah. one extra camera Makes to just sense. say, hey, right. keep an eye on the leader. Just shoot him all the way around the track. You can't have one camera shoot an entire track outdoors. So you're basically choosing... We're going to lose one or lose the other. Which one are we going to follow? You can have some cameras catch some of it. You right. know, so had Baggett passed him, we probably would have had it on a replay with some well, angle. Yeah. Uh, picture in a picture exists, but two cameras tracking two yeah, halves yeah. of the track at the same Makes time. Makes sense. I just, and I get yeah. it. It's the points leader. He's got a bike problem. And yeah. It could stop at any moment. But, dude, he, we had proven in the previous four to, three to four minutes that it was sort of okay. It was sort of okay. So let's go to that battle where, for the overall win where Baggett's within a second of Adam. That's all. But whatever. I, yeah, I mean, I see I both sides. Disagree. I, I can't disagree. There, yeah. yeah, it's two ways to do right. it. Now, the one thing I, I will say is Just, that we do have a spotter. And I am, I am always assuming that someone is watching what I can't see. And if it's getting crazy, he is going to say, you got to switch and go to it. Yep. So I know that people are usually losing their mind at what they're not seeing. But you're supposed to trust that someone is seeing it. The spotter job that JT and I did in at Utah is you're watching to say, hey, 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 take our camera or switch to this battle or this is getting good. So I'm assuming that when we're not showing it, it's because someone's watching it and saying, 
It's not that good. But yes, I did see the laps go to or the gap go to right. one. Right. One second. Um. Well, and back it a little known. Back it a little bit known for late race charges. Yeah. I did like the. Let's see what happened to Tickle. And next, oh, you love that. There's a Yamaha upside down oh. through the through the air. And one of you was like, "Well, I think we looks like we found out what happened to Tickle." Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah, but oh, uh, rough, that was a horrible crash. JT, I mean, rough, rough weekend in in the uh, in the booth. And then why can't grill and our guy Dunge on his 2021 plans? Just hammering him like it's like it's Nixon Frost or something. Like just good God. You well, know? that was the what was the it was the elephant in the room, and that they even mentioned that it was the elephant in the room. You had to know that if you're done, you have to know that question's coming, right? There are so many rumors floating out there. I I applaud Weech for going there. Leave the guy alone. He 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 knew. Okay, leave him he alone. Knew. He knew. Yeah, he he has to know we, that's coming. I told him ahead of time it was going to be coming. Leave him alone. Um, I mean, I wanted to give him a chance he, to come up with an he, answer. He fumbled it. Stutter he, and stammer. He, I wanted to get real info. He fumbled yeah. it pretty good though. Dutch is not good at that stuff. Not no, good. that's why I told him ahead of time. Right. I, I made this right. joke. I said, if you want to throw something at Chad Reed out of nowhere, yes, will he will he instantly kick that ball? <laughs> yeah. No problem. One hundred percent. Not only it. will he kick it, it'll be an amazing kick through the uprights. Yes, exactly. If there's a big fumble on the field, he will pick up the ball and know exactly what he's going to. Well, he's going to kick someone in the face along with it too, probably. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I was like, I don't think Dunge is the guy you want to sneak attack. No. And then expect to get no. a good, you know, information filled answer. Um, so yeah, Dunge did say for folks that missed it, you know, he kind of has that fire back. He's been looking around, maybe about racing again. But 2020 is a very tough year to find yeah. rides and uh, support. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the winner of the race said uh, that he they thought he thought they should have ripped the corners a little more. Huh? Oh, the track prep thing. Yeah. 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 Well, what do you? Okay. Here's the two schools of thought. I feel like this. I thought the, I thought the winner would just yeah. the winner would be like it was great. It was amazing. That was oh, great. that I was going to prove my point. But yeah, right. <laughs> I see. I see. Uh, JT, I will uh, ask you this question because you've raced these tracks in different conditions. Here's the two schools I've heard. Yeah, some will say that should have ripped the track deeper. Then you get more ruts, you get more bumps, it gets more technical. Um, but then I heard another group saying it was cool because we could crisscross from inside to outside. You weren't locked in that slot car rut. Uh, so could you just discuss the two different theories that are either both right or both wrong or 50-50? I don't know. I think it just comes down to personal preference. If, yeah. if you want a track that is really fast and smooth and just crazy fast, hectic pace racing i think that track on saturday was for you but if you want a really technical slower methodical track that really forces you to think and be precise that's not what you want you would want something more like iron man or loretta lens two or something like that so loretta's i don't one. think what's that loretta's one sorry yeah exactly yeah um i don't think there's a right or wrong i just think it's preference because I, I would bet you that if you were practicing on Saturday's Millville track, it would have been so much fun. But I can understand the frustration where the track is super smooth, the temperatures are super cool, so there's really no separation. It's really hard to pass. You can't make up time because there's nothing that difficult about the track. So, um, yeah, I, again, I don't think there's really a right or wrong answer. It all comes down to what you want out of a racetrack. Yeah, but here's my frustration. A excellent explanation there, JT. But my frustration is I literally had people saying, 
because it wasn't technical, I couldn't pass. And then I heard people saying, I could pass because I could go anywhere I wanted and I wasn't stuck in a rut. I could go, I could start in the inside and cut to the outside. I could start in the inside and go to the outside. I could sweep around. I could use all the track. I could pass more. So I literally people saying I could pass more one way (laughs) and also more the other. Yeah, they they can both be true. And and I think the passing ability by being able to switch lines is true. But I think the 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 aspect of passing where you're really not even trying to, you're just being more precise than the other rider, and you end up passing him because the track is so difficult. Like you just get in your line and you execute your line better than the person right in front of you did, and you happen to pass them because of that, right? I, I think there's two different things. Like if if you are specifically racing the rider in a one-on-one scenario, the track for Millville was pretty good, I think. But if you are trying to race the track perfectly and you just want to move through the field by executing the track correctly, then I think a track like Loretta Lens 1 is going to be better for that. Makes uh, sense. Um, I 100% believe that the track prep at our, at our race has hurt the Team USA when we head over there. I really believe that. It's uh, – for a long time, we had the exact same stuff going on. Same tire, same kind of prep, same uh, rice hulls, sawdust, whatever you want to call it, you know? So I, I thought it was great. I thought it looked good. I, I don't know. I mean, this I, track was uh, eerily similar prep to, and, and this is only, I only know this because I was out there, but the track at in um, 2009, I think it was 2009, um, at Millville was, was very much like this. Perfect track super smooth prepped every moto not super hot um and it was crazy fast when i'm watching those guys r- ride on saturday i'm like man i i know that feeling like they are getting in the corner and just dumping the clutch like everything that the engine has without really any care of where the front wheel is going that's kind of how that goes and, and it's rare that it's like that but man the pace on days like that is is hectic like i would bet their heart rates were significantly higher because the track would allow you to ride it so so much harder than normal well, Osborne had some issues. Front flat tire, 16th place. Uh, I thought, okay, first of all, we talked about the team having issues with the bikes at different times across the years. Zacho had to wait at the gate. He had a, a whole shot device issue, one moto. He had a flat front tire. Then afterwards he was saying he couldn't see his team pulling, telling him to pull in. So they had moved. Now, whether Zacho was right or, or wrong, I don't know. But, like, this is kind of the, some of the stuff, JT, we've brought up when it comes to the Rockstar Energy Husky team. And, and they're probably going to get mad if they hear this, but, but I, I don't care. They, they've, there's been some issues. Yeah, at this point, I don't know how you can't mention it because right. you're almost expecting it. You know, when the broadcast comes back and you see – Dave Feeney working on something on the bike, whether it's in time qualifying or in the moto, you're like, Oh my God, here we go again. And, and that sucks. Like, I don't want to be saying that, you know, that's not great for anybody. I have no benefit from that, but it, it seems to happen enough. And really all you can go on is, okay, yes, Tomac DNF two motos in the mud, right? You could, you could easily point to that, but that's not the norm for most of these teams, right? They're not no. having, issues week in and week out and these random things going on that it seems like that team is struggling a bit with so man you just pray that a bike failure is not going to cost osborne the title if ac goes and beats him hey that's that's on between ac and osborne 
but it would it would be really tough to swallow if a, if a bike issue cost him the title. I wonder if he should have pulled in. I mean, let's say he sees them. At some point, it's too late, right? Like you got to you got to tough it out. But if uh, early on he knew his front was flat and he could see them, and he pulled in, they had the wheel ready. Be interesting to see how he could do. Honestly, I don't know either way. I don't know. The front, the front is tough. In my in my opinion, I'm not a mechanic. You would know better than me. But if it was a rear, I think it's a no brainer to pull in. But the front. The front seems very time. Like it, it seems like it would take a lot of time to change a front wheel and get back out there and, and be a cost savings move. I was on a team where we forgot to change the sprocket and the spare wheel for what we had on the race bike. Oh boy! So it didn't wind up. Didn't work. <laughs> didn't then you work. just wasted all that time. Yeah, we're oh like, oh yeah, just keep heading, just keep going. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh my god! Was this in practice or what? Uh, no, it was a moto. Yeah, it wasn't my guy, but, but it was. What a, What do you oh estimate? God. What do you estimate the time it would take to change a front wheel? Get in, pull off the track, well, get in, put it on the stand, pull the wheel. They did it in back. Supercross. Remember Osborne had Pontiac? Or, yeah, Detroit. Uh, Detroit yeah. Jason, An- An- Jason Anderson, yeah. too, right? And I want to say it was a minute yeah. and a 30. Something like that That's came to mind. That's what I was thinking, right? A minute and a half? Yeah, it came to a minute and a half. I don't think it's far off a rear. Um, yeah, I talked to a couple of mechanics outside of Steve, and they said – no possible way under a minute. And if anything goes sideways, you're yeah. easily looking at two to three minutes. Yeah, I just Yeah, so, so here's the okay. thing. I looked yeah. at this. So to, to cut you guys off, I was yeah. I looked at Tommy and scoring. I think I mentioned this on the show. I think when it happened he was say like tenth when he first came past the mechanics area. Yep. And twentieth was uh I think fifty four seconds behind him. Something like that. Okay. So at that point you would look at it and be like, he went up getting 16th. He would have been way past 20th when he yeah, got Yeah, and then he, the he so. maybe would have got 20th on a charge, right, or whatever. Right, yeah. but yeah, yeah, the math you cannot do is if he went into the pits and he came out in 28th, could he have come all the way back to, say, 15th instead of 16th is what he got? He would have been out of the top 20 for sure, I think, when he was done pitting. But yeah, yeah. What lap would he have had after yeah. that with how many minutes to go? Well... 16th for uh, for Zacco, uh, fourth in the first moto, and uh, 15-point lead now because Adam. Uh, I, I mentioned this last week on the show. I mean, it's not a, it wasn't a huge uh, uh, bomb drop, but I said I wouldn't be surprised to see AC go on a run here. Uh, he led every moto. He got both hole shots. He went 1-1. One, one. The only bad part is he didn't qualify fastest, I'm sure, you know, but uh, pretty much a perfect day. And honestly, JT, he looked uh, – he just looked like he was cruising, just in a ride, in the, a ride in the park for him. Obviously, we've seen Adam make mistakes from time to time and get crazy from time to time. But you think uh, so? Well, I just, mean, he, just, was, he looked great, but I thought huh. Baggett was giving him everything he wanted. I didn't feel like he was hanging it out, though. I didn't feel like he was, you know, pushing that. I felt like he had more in him if he needed it. Really? Yeah. yeah I, I didn't get that feeling. Okay. I, thought, uh, I thought they were both on the limit, and Adam did a great job of, of keeping his composure and not cracking at all. But I felt like they were both – giving it everything they have because as as the leader adam there if you have more you're going to want to stretch it out a little bit you don't want to get let baggy get that close by any means right well, I, i'm not saying you got to pull a 30 second lead but you want to get up five eight seconds well he mentioned guy. well he mentioned that he was three up at one point and thought it was pretty good yeah and then all of a sudden like he said he a lapper or whatever something and the next thing you know it was on but he was monitoring that three seconds and was like, okay, like I got this. And then all of a sudden he didn't have that. Right. Um, yeah. I just, I didn't see any, like, you know, he was pushing. Don't get me wrong. hundred percent. He wasn't no, it was, cruising, it was but a, he was, it was great. Yeah. I mean, he, he definitely didn't look like he was on the verge of crashing. No, at all. no. But I also don't think he was like, you know, leaving anything out there. You know, I, I think he was 
writing everything he could. But I think that's a, a real testament to how far he's come because he's now entering that zone. And we've seen lots of guys in this place where they're giving it everything they have and they're on their limit, but they're also not out of control, right? They don't look sketchy. They're not making big mistakes. They're like, oh my God, this guy's going to crash at any second. Um, but he's also going fast enough to win the race. And, and that's not all that common. Most guys, when they're pushing that edge, you're like waiting for them to crash. Like you can almost tell it's coming. Right. Well, and Adam's kind of growing out of that a little bit, it seems. Yeah, we just had a guy text me today to say, you know, Osborne's lead is small, but Adam's Adam's on the verge of make, you know making a mistake at any minute. And I'm not so sure I agree. I know we saw Vegas 250 Supercross finals, and I know we saw Loretta's. I get it. But I'm not so sure I agree with that. No, I, I feel like I, I agree with you that I think he's kind of figured it out. Now, you can't count on him continuing to get the whole shot in every moto, so that's obviously a variable. But, hey, don't worry about it. Adam's just going to crash at some point. I don't know that you can just stamp that yeah. uh, anymore. And I know, hey, he tipped over right behind Osborne in the first uh, Redbud, so it's not that long and in the rearview mirror. But we've seen dudes go on runs before. We know what it looks like. It yes. all of a sudden looks like... It looks like, like this. <laughs> That's what yes, it does. it looks like this. <laughs> right. It looks like this. He has right. essentially not put a wheel wrong. He did mess up with that lapper uh, in the second moto of Red Bud 2. But for the most part, it's like, yeah, he's kind of... He is riding his own race yeah. right now. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's impressive. And when you add his obvious speed, which we all been talking about since Anaheim won, you know what I mean? Like, everything else is coming together. So, 15 points. Got ourselves a series wide get. I know, I know. I cannot believe it's it's rolled like this. I cannot believe, and I can't believe Adam's the guy. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, seriously, an unbelievable field. I just, I look back at that crash at the first Loretta's, and at the time, I this is terrible to say this, but when he got the lead at Loretta's one and crashed, I was like, yeah, you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't like I could not believe he was gonna maybe win. It was like this is unfortunately this is just more. Yeah. of what we've seen from Adam over and over. He's finally going to get it, and he messes it up. But now I'm looking back, and I'm like, oh, that really did loom. Okay, it could still happen. I don't, I don't think he's impervious from having a crash again. <coughs> no, I think we're talking about the difference between <laughs> impervious and it's inevitable. Waiting for the other shoe to drop type feel. Yeah. I don't feel it's like that right. at this point. You're right, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it could happen. Yeah. 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 Who would ever thought that, you know, Tomac's like 6'5", and... The kid is 1-1, and he's second in the points, right? I told you, Tomac's yeah. just another guy right, right here now. There we go. Um, Wait, but you, Dave, you got to give him that. I mean, I, I think this weather is is, is real. <laughs> You're going to go weather? I, I, I do. I, I mean, we, we talked about it last week in our last review pod. We said uh, weather. Uh, show me where Tomac's been better than these guys, though. Just show well, me. Well, we once. just said we said Supercross title, weather, and then like baby. Remember, we had like a percent. Yeah, yeah I, I understand. Right, right, those right. Are, those all fall into my point. Yeah, like the, those those factors that you're mentioning, especially the baby and the time off, and those th those comprise my point that well, he is just one of the best guys right now because he doesn't have the edge that he seemingly always had. Well, he that, that was my main point. He qualified third. He he got the by far the worst starts out of anybody in the top ten. Okay. And he got six, and he went 6'5". Yeah, mean, and that's, uh, just, that's good enough to be one of the elite guys, one of the guys that can win 
he has that's what he's been this year that's and, and that's yeah. not a bad thing no like, that's not like saying that's he sucks. where my definition of just another guy is 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 a little i can't but but you're if you say he can win then to me he's not just another guy and when i, when I we say all, just another guy i'm saying just another guy that can win i'm not saying oh, wow. okay. that he is you left that part out a fifth no i didn't he is just another one of the guys at the front he is just as good as ac osborne baggett all those guys, because they're all finishing. They're all interchangeable right now. Barsha, you can't tell me that Tomac's going to go out and go 2-1 right now or if he's going to go 6-5. And to me, that puts him right in a group with five or six guys, and they're all just bouncing around together. Yeah. Now, do I think that's going to be Eli Tomac in 2021? Absolutely not. I do not think that. I think in 2021, this is a big wake-up call for Tomac, and you're going to see him put in a lot of work this offseason to make sure – that he's not going six five. Are you next year? Are you picking him right now for the twenty twenty one Supercross title? I don't know about Supercross. I'm saying next year as a whole. Like when you look at his oh, okay. entire season next year, I don't think he will be just another he, guy. I think he will be the fastest guy most times again. Now whether he wins a title, I don't know. There's what, too many variables for that. But I think you'll see that speed reemerge when he goes, you know, and and puts in a ton of time in the off season again. I don't know if he was on TV yesterday for more than a minute. <laughs> Yeah, we each, I, I hear yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he was there. Um, phenomenal. Yeah, what you would only see like glimpses, but what was, and I think this is the point you're making, JT. You would see him say like with Barsha, and then 25 minutes later he'd pop up, and they would be essentially in the same position. I think Craig didn't Craig basically stay right behind him, right on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and my my argument for this is not. I'm just. It's not based on a whim. I've been watching lap times and qualifying lap times and trying to make a well-rounded analysis of and just assessment of Eli Tomac. And, and I haven't seen anything that's blown me away. You know, even at Ironman, the, the one race he won, Barsha was all over. It wasn't like, oh, there's the Tomac that is way better than everybody. He won, and that's a kudos to him, great job. But it was a down-to-the-last-corner battle for him to get that win. You know, where last year, two years ago, three years ago, he would be 10 seconds out front in that scenario. So I, I think we're, I think you're on the right track as am I, as far as why, and, and I'll, I'm, I'm fine with the weather being that being a part of that too, but it's certainly not the same Eli Tomac advantage speed wise that we've seen. He just does not have an edge over anybody right now. Better devote everything over to the nine over there under the Cali truck, devote it all. Maybe take some parts <laughs> off the, the one. Um, and Barsha, Barsha got third overall. Or, well, Baggett. Let's start with Baggett. Two two for Baggett. Got Sexton in uh, in Moto two late and put that charge on both motos. And I guess he's back. I don't know. We we said last week that you know this 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 doesn't mean anything. Baggett's win doesn't mean anything. Um, but but you know as far as him. But uh, yeah, I guess he's back now. Weech. I don't know. Did you ever talk to him? <laughs> uh, well, he was in the press conference, and of course, you know, very vague. I even tried to get. Uh, to the bottom of, I've talked to you both, both Blake and his dad about, are you selling this ranch? What's happening in El Chupacabra Ranch? Of course, just the vaguest answers you could ever possibly get. Makes no sense. <laughs> um, oh, that sounds odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, in the press conference uh, about his riding, he said they changed a small part in the clutch and it's made a night and day difference. Mm. So there you go, everybody. It, it has back. It has made. Uh, sorry, I'm going to jump in just because I don't want to lose Weege's point there. They did make a change to the clutch, and that has made a very big difference on the starts. I do know that. I heard him say it right after the moto at Redbud 2. 
he said it literally coming right off the track as I was standing under the tent. He said it. So there is something to that. Right. But is that just, I mean, he was just starts away from this. Well, no. And I was going to go somewhere else. I don't know if Steve wants to jump in with a point there, but the, I have a question to pose. And if you guys go back to, let's say may, okay. Leading into supercross and there was so much uncertainty, right? We didn't know if we were going supercross racing this outdoor schedule came out for, for May, and we're like, oh, we're going outdoor racing, right? These, Blake Baggett was probably the one that went the most all-in with his outdoor prep. He didn't, And you guys remember, he didn't ride Supercross at all leading into Salt Lake. That's what he claims anyway. Whether that's true, I don't know. But I think it's fair to say he didn't ride Supercross much leading into Salt Lake. He was only focused on motocross. So do we? can we attribute that a little bit to it, that he was – by far more interested in his outdoor prep than everyone else. And maybe that's given him a little bit of an edge over where he was maybe a season ago, just because he had focused so much of his year on outdoor riding. Yeah. But it, why did it take to exactly what 12 minutes to go in the ninth well, moto of the season? <laughs> yeah. But remember, remember that, remember <laughs> yes. that Loretta Lynn's moto, he was pretty good at the end. He caught up, he was charging at Loretta Lynn's one, the second moto. And he ran out of steam a little bit. He got up to fourth, and was and we were like, oh, boy, here comes Baggett. And he didn't get there. So we saw flashes of it. Loretta wins, too. Forget it. Don't even – you can't even count right. that. Right. Um, so, he yeah. He did have I, moments. You're right. He did yeah. have moments. Oh, Iron Man. Two, three lap surges. Iron Man, he was coming. I was remember tweeting yeah. his lap times yeah. and being like, here he comes. He kind of hit a wall, yeah. but he was coming. So, so We've seen flashes of it. I, I'm just looking yeah. for any possible reason why he would be this good right now. Wow. I'm grasping at straws a little bit, but – that's all we can really do. I am still not ready to declare Blake Baggett back and the famous father and all of that. I just can't. I can't. I just, okay. I, I don't know. It's just too weird. So That's it. That's yep. the answer. It's yeah. Blake Baggett. Yeah. There's no way to know. No. There is no, he could go 1-1 this weekend or 7-7. Seven, seven. Uh, Barsha got third overall. And again, I don't know if we ever saw him either on TV. Quiet is third overall. When he, right? when he was on the podium and they're talking, Will Christian was asking him questions. I'm like, what the hell is he doing up there? I had no idea that yep. he got third overall. Yep. No clue. Yep. I would have bet a significant amount of money that he did not get third well, overall. Sexton threw it away in that first moto late. Remember, he was fifth or something, and then oh, yeah. uh, that cost him the third overall for Sexton because he had it uh, other than that. But um, Barsha third overall? Yeah. Barsha hey. going to switch teams again midweek uh, this week? I don't know. Weege, go ahead because uh, Weege's got all the answers for this stuff. He's got all the answers for Barsha. Yeah, if you want someone that breaks silly season news, come to me. That's what I do. Okay. Right, we'll Let's ask the hard yeah. questions. I break the silly season news. It's what I do. Honestly, like I'm completely done with I, this whole gas gas thing. I'm done. I spent 30 minutes on the phone, got a bunch of information that I was sworn to secrecy, and then Wygant blows it all out of the water in some Racer X website. I don't even know this website. It's a small, little, independent website. And Wygant just breaks everything else out. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. But I, I just I can't take it anymore. And it's not gas gas's fault independently just they, between monster yamaha gas gas all these energy drinks and teams all going tit for tat oh oh you want to let you want to steal our guy well that, then this kid can't race and then we're going to steal that guy from your team and put him on our team i i'm just done like I, I it's fine they can have their war and it has nothing to do with me anyway but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna wait with bated breath as they you know play these games with each other each other's riders i want to keep getting free red bull so i'll play the game um, I'm fine. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't matter. I don't, I'm sure they don't care what I think, right? uh, but I, I've been trying to go back and forth and report on these things. You know, we've been trying to talk about it. 
and gives people accurate information. And every time we do, we're made to look like fools. So I'm just going to stay away from it. So Weege, Barsh is on, on gas gas. I, I, that's, that's the latest. It's right. tilted back He's that He's back on there. For folks that don't read racerxonline.com, and I encourage you should because people like me do a great job of breaking all the big news. Only me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> only me. I am only the me. only one. Here, here's what put us in this huge pickle. So Troy Lee says they're going to have a guest rider, a mystery rider this weekend, and then they announce it's going to be Nate Thrasher. He's one of their amateurs. He's going to turn pro. He's taking – He's filling in for the injured last year's amateur turning pro, uh, Pierce Brown. Then all of a sudden, that Instagram disappears. We start hearing people we know say, I heard Thrasher's now not racing. So I'm like, well, I better ask. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, I had no, I'm just thinking he twisted his ankle on Thursday morning or something, right? right. That's all I'm thinking. And then I had no idea it turned out to be part of a much bigger deal of Barsha's going from monster star to TLD. Gas Gas and Thrasher is going to go from TLD to Star. Uh, I had no idea that that's what I was stumbling into. But had they not announced that he was racing on Wednesday, I would have never even bothered to ask because it wouldn't have mattered. It, it seems like Star Yamaha doesn't really care if you have a contract. Whether it's this Fry kid, and we'll get to him, or, or this Thrasher kid, it seems like they don't really care. McElrath? Well, he didn't have a contract. Oh, that's true. But here's my theory. JT, okay, I've I've heard how you guys do some of your dealings. <laughs> you guys? Of, oh boy. Me? <laughs> oh, Who? sorry. We, we like with Fly. Like there are things that are in contracts, but as like gentlemen's agreements and like being cool, mm-hmm. people don't always follow things to letter of the law. And I think the industry in general, teams, gear brands, whatever, have certain unwritten rules that they tend to follow. And I think Star is just, no, man, if we think we could do something that's better for us, we don't care what these unwritten rules are. If we can do it, we're going to try to do it. I think, yeah, I think, I don't I think they ignore contracts. I think they exploit loopholes. Yeah, I, I think there's something to that. Um, the only yeah. thing I can say is that if that's the case and if they are taking advantage of situations, that stuff is cyclical. It will come back around. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, people don't forget things like that. And if you burn somebody on a deal or steal somebody's rider because of a clause that you can exploit, uh, that right. stuff comes back around. But, you know, there's another aspect to it, too, is the rider is making that choice to leave. You know, the rider is not forced to go to star. So they are the ones that are exercising this star is just presenting the opportunity. It's just it's bizarre. Essentially. TLD traded Thrasher for Justin Barsha, if you want to look at a sports analogy. I mean, kind of. But yeah. also, the the rider is making his choice, right? He's not forced in anything. If a rider wants to leave, well, like no. if Nate Thrasher wants to leave and go to Star, he can't. But, that, but that's Nate Thrasher's choice. No, but Barsha wanted to leave and was told he can't. Yamaha was well, exercising their deal. Well, Barsha's yeah, like, hey, I'm going to leave. That's a little different, though, right? I, I think that's why you put a first rider refusal in your deal. Yeah, is you know Monster Monster Yamaha has a lot of money invested in Justin Barsha, so if they want to keep him, they have every right to. I I don't think to me those are a little bit different, but I think that that goes into the unwritten rules that we just saying because everybody has a first right of refusal and everybody leaves if they want to leave they're allowed to leave you know we've seen that time and time and time again it's it's right. a standard thing in like, every no, contract we're actually gonna use the first right of refusal right. none of you other guys do it but we can right right yeah right. 
Uh, I, I think it happens. I think it happens. I, I think it it happened with another rider with the Gas Gas deal this year as well. I think the the other team that was you know we're not going to name names, but the other team was like, no, you can't have our guy. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, the big difference is I think what you're alluding to here, JT, is it's one thing for Yamaha to force Barsha to stay, but you can never force a rider to leave unless right. he wants to leave. Yes. Like Thrasher, he wants to leave. He wants to go oh, to his Wait, 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 wait. Ryan Mills was forced to leave. That's true. But he did get paid. He did get paid. But they said, Ryan Mills, we would like you to leave the team. We will pay you, however. Oh, amazing. Um, all, right, all right. Yeah, but oh, we're so. a little bit into with Star here, and I know we're now in the 250 class deep into it, but we're not supposed to be right now. But this is like Pro Circuit, you know, in the early four stroke days. I think it's like. If you're an 18-year-old amateur and you have the next couple of your years of your career on a 250, I think it's very hard to resist one of these YZ 250Fs. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's a big reason why Dylan, you know, this weekend I felt, pulled it out. We'll get to that. Um, yeah. Barsha third overall. Sexton qualified fastest. Good track for him. And uh, 8-3 on the day. Sexton was really good, of course. Uh, looks strong. We're doing a story on a Racer X magazine coming up about one moto wonders, and I was almost thinking if Melville might be a day where I'd have to take him out of the out of the article as being the only one of the guys to have only one moto win under his belt. Because I was wondering if he got the start, if he could take off. I was thinking he could. Um, Marvin Muskan went down late in the second moto. Second motos have just been a a thing for Marv, but you know, yeah, uh, he he missed a pretty big opportunity in that second moto. Yeah. Um, what else? Christian Craig was steady. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good ride for Christian. Well. A very, very uh, yep. quiet ride, but really strong, really steady, and his pace has been really good too. I mean, he he literally followed Tomac around all day long. Hey, yeah. If we're gonna criticize Craig for going down, and he needs a result, he needs to be solid. I mean, we got to praise him. He's fixed it. At least you know the yeah. last yeah. you know last couple months here. I mean, it's a small sample size, but. he's I- He's done exactly what you'd want him to do. I don't see how you could ask Christian Craig to be anything other than a five to ten guy. That's exactly yeah. what you think he should be. Yeah, I think I think the four fifty suits him better. I think he doesn't have to ride it so hard and push the edge. And his riding style is so smooth that I think the four fifty just works a little better. Where when he tries to get on the edge to ride the two fifty with the crazy intensity that these guys do. I just don't think it works for him. He can go fast, but it mm-hmm. seems like it just bites him more times than not. Well, he's back down to 250s for next year, so that's right. great. He'll um, be there with Thrasher. Yeah. Uh, Savachi was good, and everything's good at JGR. How do I know? J-Bone agreed to come on the Public Mech show tomorrow night. That's how I know everything's good, because when it's not going well, J-Bone does not answer. And you know that kills him. The most media-friendly manager out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, but- he gonna, is, is Savachi going to stay there? Do we know? I don't see what else he can do, right? Well, yeah, that's what I'm getting right. at. Is I don't, I haven't heard anything. I know he was angling for for gas, gas, but that's obviously I, not happening. I could see Mookie now being star 450. I was told by somebody that Mookie is going to retire rather than go back to Moto Concepts, which heck? I was like, oh, okay, all right. Um, but anyways, I could see Mookie being a third guy at Yamaha. So Savachi was good. Good job figuring things out, I think, a little bit. Anstey, ninth. RM Army, 8-9. Bike of the year. Uh, Freddie Norton, 11th. So, RM Army, three out of the top 11. That's what we do. Okay. Uh, what else? Benny Bloss 
God, first moto, he fell down Finally. on the first turn. Fell down on the Finally. first turn. He thought, oh, it's going to be all more of the same for Benny. And he was on it, dude. And he and he got that 13th in the first moto with a crash. Yep. Good job for Benny Bloss. Two crashes. Yeah. 13-11. It finally happens for him, Weege. Benny, pulled it together. I know. I mean, I would have I, – I thought you could have stamped. I was almost as assured Tomax won three titles in a row. He's probably going to win four, as I was. And Bloss will be really good and right. in the top ten in most of the motos this year. Like, I was I, – I had zero doubts that Bloss would just be top ten guy, moto after moto. This yeah. has not gone the way I thought. So, no. yes, finally back to where he should have been all along. Uh, Justin Rodbell, he's the surprise Dude. of the series. Dude. Rodbell, he works HVAC, HVAC during the week, and uh, somehow on that team he's putting it together, and uh, Rodbell's just solid. Good job. Yeah, it's a cool story for yeah. sure. Unbelievable. 14-14. Um, I yeah. talked to Tickle today. He's banged up, but he's okay. That was nasty. I didn't. If God. you want, if you want to criticize Millville track, I wasn't a fan of that jump. Putting that jump there. Don't really need that. Don't yeah. really need that right there. So. I don't weigh in on that kind of stuff too often. I, I wasn't a racer, but I. Yeah, that one just seemed like. Right. Th- you can't have jumps that are really hard to jump because the chances of someone getting landed on, as we almost saw with Martin and uh, Hampshire. Hampshire in practice. Yeah. Um, and then the catastrophic, you know, if you get two and nine tenths over a huge jump like that, like I just, yeah, I don't like it, man. The only, the only qualm I have with it is that how, and it's really hard for me to see it from television, right? Cause you're only getting one camera angle. So I couldn't really, I would, I would love to be on the, the front side of the takeoff to see how it was all angled and set up. But it seemed that the biggest problem was that everybody was jumping and only able to land on the far right. So where you couldn't really, if you were following someone, you everybody was jumping to the far right. So that set up a problem like you saw with uh, Hampshire and Jeremy Martin. And you saw when Ferrandis passed J-Mart, he almost hit him as well. When he passed him, he almost hit him. Um, so to me, that was the biggest problem. I think the jump, having a tough jump is okay. But you have to make sure that guys are able to jump it all the way across, right? Like the big uphill jump in the middle of the track, that triple – you didn't see anybody having problems there at all. Everybody was jumping the far right, the far left, in the middle, and nobody was even close to each other. Well, but that didn't seem to be the same situation as that new jump. Well, you know that straightaway bends a little bit. It bends to the left. And that's so, what I yeah, mean. That's yeah, the problem that's, that's, is that that's, everybody ends up jumping we, to the right. We just don't need all, We still yeah. need it. We already got an uphill triple. It's big. Mountain, Martin, or whatever. It's good. You know? So just just leave that. I don't know. Whatever. Um. What else? Grant Harlan's done for the series. Good job for seven, for Harlan, 17th overall. Robbie Wageman was a surprise. Weege, did you pick Robbie Wageman in fantasy? Wait, what's up with Harlan? What do you mean he's done? Uh, he's not going in the last three. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Headed left. back to Hawaii? Yeah, headed back to Hawaii. Surf's up. It's a 50-year <laughs> storm. Oregon done. Uh, as far as my fantasy team goes, uh, we had lots of problems in the TV compound throughout the weekend, including uh, slow internet. And uh, I only ended up with three 450 rodders on my team this weekend. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Could not between 11.30 when we finished the practice show and 1 o'clock. Uh, could not in 90 minutes make that fourth pick. Couldn't do it. You were you were like 11th overall or something. I know. Nice work, Rich. 
Real way to show up. You, you got to go to the media tent. You got to leave the compound and go to the media tent. No. Fantasy is not that important. Clearly. JT. I am not leaving the television compound where I am paid to work for fantasy purposes. Okay? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Don't you I'm very go, disappointed. Don't you go I did have Rod Bell, so stuff? I think I scored solid. I'll take my seven guys against your eight any day. No, you don't get any points if you don't have a complete team. What? Yeah. Yeah. You have to have a full team. What kind of stupid rule is that? <laughs> That's our rule. It's Paul Bumek's fantasy rule. It's, it's been the rule the entire time. Wait. So I pick seven guys, and I get zeros for all seven. Your team didn't even save. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That's the problem. It did save with four 250 guys and three No, it, 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 it did not. It did not. If you read the pop-up, it says your team is not complete. You do not have one all-star or whatever it would say. That's bullshit. <laughs> I had seven riders on my team. Why do I not? No, you had, you actually had zero. I'll give you no, a, I had seven. I'll give you a gentleman named Marks Travis. You can call him and take it up. and. See Why what would you have that rule? What is that? What do you gain from that rule? It's not like I forgot there was a race that weekend. I logged onto the site. I put riders on my team. Why would I not get credit? You got to save your team so the computer has a log, so we know what you have. We don't save incomplete teams. I did save it. It did. I had a screen that said I had four two fifty guys. It wouldn't have saved. It would not have saved. saved. It won't save. It won't save. It's bullshit. As as one of the official customer service representatives of Pulp Max Fantasy, <laughs> this yeah. is a story I've heard before. This is the CSR on the line right now as we speak. <laughs> this this is not an uncommon theme that I've dealt with in the past. So Rod Bell's fourteen fourteen. I get nothing for that. Yeah, nothing. You get you get the uh, the pleasure of watching a, a That's yeoman, a ridiculous rule. I picked seven guys. Why did I get credit for those seven? It didn't save in the computer. As as we mentioned, you might want to head over to the media tent next time. Yeah, you I really should have. We've all had guys not get points in both motos. That's all it was. I'm like, okay, I basically got a yeah. 450 guy who yeah. got 25 right. DNF. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. You're correct. That's ridiculous. That's a fair assumption. 450 team, nothing. It's so mad right now. <laughs> That's such a dumb rule. I think it just makes it easier for, you know. Um, the, the 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 computer the server yeah to, i think it's something with yeah. the the code that marks wrote yeah i don't think it we I, I don't think there was ever a conversation where we were like you know what if they don't have all eight let's screw them right i think it was something to do with the code <sighs> moving on okay um yeah i'm looking right now i have zero green i have no green anymore. yeah yeah well the good news is everybody's open for you for florida <laughs> so that is true look at the good news look at the look at the bright side you have the way of the land yeah. going into Florida. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cody Shock uh, didn't come out for Moto2. How do I know that? Because of fantasy. Maybe we each had him on his team. He had a bike issue. So, uh, bummer for that. A-Ray, he did it, Weege. He did it. He got no points, but finished both motos. That nah, doesn't matter. Nothing matters. <laughs> Nothing matters. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, he fell in the second moto, was dead last, and worked his way up to 26th. Good job, Alex Ray. We got two motos in. That's it. He did. I, I was happy for him to right. finish. Just has to, has to get it done. It's been the talk of the pits, getting A-Ray to finish. All right. Anything else 450-wise? No, nah, it doesn't matter, man. 
I thought fantasy didn't matter to you. You just said it. You're not leaving the compound because you get paid. Fantasy is not important. Right. It's not that important. And now it's important. Now it seems like it's very important. Dude, I did a fair job. I had <laughs> seven guys. All I'm asking for is to get credit for those seven guys. That's all I'm asking. As the official customer service representative of Pulpomex Fantasy, your request has been noted, unfortunately, to the letter of the rules that you can find in the menu section of the homepage. You must have eight riders, two of those being all-stars for your team to save. Two? One in each class. Oh, one per class. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would like to speak to your manager then, customer You are speaking to him. <laughs> Oh, I've I've used that live a line. Too. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> We've all used that one. <laughs> We've all used that one for sure. Um, I am the manager. Thank you to Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. Uh, Zach Osborne, Blake Baggett, Fly going uh, uh, pretty well this weekend with Osborne leading the points and Baggett getting second. So good job for those guys. Justin Brayton also wearing Fly, probably looking great in Fly. I, would I love it. Yeah. Uh, FlyRacing.com. Please check them out on the web. The new light pant. They have no zippers on them anymore. Just a boa system up front. And uh, Chris Kiefer reports that it's like wearing pajamas. It's so comfy. So uh, please check out FlyRacing.com. Max's Tires as well. Uh, Max's.com. Justin Rodbell using Max's Tires as well as A-Ray. Mountain bike tires are great as well. Mountain uh, Renthal bars, of course. Adam Cincerillo running Renthal and going 1-1 this weekend. Uh, Renthal.com for more information. Grab life by the bars. More titles for Renthal than all the other competitors combined. Just think about that, people. Uh, Renthal.com. I want to thank the folks at Racetech, of course. Pulp 20 is the code to save with Racetech.com. Get your motor work done. Get some suspension work done. A lot of privateers are running Racetech out there and doing well. So show your bike some love and use Racetech and use the code to support it. And subscribe to RacerX online or uh, subscribe to RacerX magazine. You can do that online. Uh, RacerX online forward slash pulp. Please check them out. Uh, get the magazine. It's really, really cheap. And there's things in there that you uh, will never, ever read on the web. And uh, we'd really appreciate that. They're great stories. We've been working hard on that. So please check that out. And use code PULP. And uh, then uh, I get some credit for that. So And Weej, uh, Onyx Maps? Yeah, nothing matters, everybody. Nothing matters. Here's the good thing about Onyx Maps, though. I'll give it this. You can download the maps. And then when you do not have cell phone service or Wi-Fi, it still works. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's why you want Onyx Maps. So you go to onyxmaps.com and you go to Onyx Off-Road and they get all sorts of trails mapped out and you'll have a place to ride. Steve, I know you like e-bikes. You can find trails for that. If you ride dirt bikes, you can find trails for that. It's great because if you don't have internet service, it doesn't just take everything you've done and just throw it in the trash <laughs> like some other things I know of. <laughs> right. Oh, this is great. This is fantastic. Okay. Uh, 250 class. Well, Weech, uh, you're upset now, but uh, it probably brings a smile to your face that uh, you sent your crew to the dealership where Jeremy Martin worked to get that sign, to get that shot in the show. My Twitter blew up. Uh, great job, jerk off on that. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. It did. Uh, I, I had no idea they did this, but on Friday I saw this clip, and they're like, hey, that's actually the sign. That's the dealership you worked in, and I'm like, oh. Oh, Saturday can't get here soon enough. <laughs> just rubbing your hands together. I was rubbing, <laughs> yes, I was Ryan Villapoto rubbing hands together. I could not wait. My Twitter, <laughs> my Twitter just exploded on that. I'm just. <sighs> I don't think Jeremy's happy with you, Steve. It was he... so good. God, it was so good. I, between between the the dealership story, actually going to film there, and then missing the start of the 450 moto. I was up and out of my chair several times. Forget the racing. Forget forget the racing. 
those things made my day. Just those two aspects right there. Had you only known that I was taking a zero in fantasy? No, nah, I don't want you to get a zero. That, that's that's not good for anybody. I'm now 193rd. <laughs> Yikes! From 11th to 193rd. I mean, you just your crap system. You, you, you gotta you gotta get the team saved. You gotta make We've it happen. We've all had guys go DNF DNF. It happens. Hey, I had three guys on my team. We've all had could, it. Could we offer you like a, a, a sticker sheet or a Pulpamax Fantasy hat to? Uh, yeah. Really clean up the situation or ease make the, amends. He's the pain. Would you like a discount on fly racing I'd gear? Like to talk to your manager is what I'd like to do. <laughs> All right, his name is Marks Travis. Um, so, Jeremy, yes, we had we had yeah. footage of the shop. Let's go back to that. Yeah, uh, Jeremy's coming on Pulp Show tomorrow night. He said to hammer this thing out with me, so he's coming on. Did I love it. I can't wait. To you or do you reach out to him? I reached out to him. You okay. think he texted Steve and said, "Hey, can I come on your show?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, As a I stand by my my feelings. Uh, Troll Train backs me up. Daniel Blair backs me up. Chris Kiefer backs me up. Uh, many, many people back me up on this. Um, and there's no doubt. I don't. I don't think you're completely wrong. I, I just think you're making you're you're taking it a little bit too far. I think he's taking it a bit too far, and I think this TV crew took it way too far. The whole, the whole TV great, crew. The TV the crew did what they're supposed to do. They are supposed to take that and run with it. Thank you. That's the problem. That's the problem. Is everyone's just taking it, running it? It's the Fox News. You just see something, you oh, just God. go with it. It's, it's, it's. He went and helped out a buddy because he was bored. Fair and balanced. That, you know, I just, I, I get it. You decide. What? What's we report. It? You decide. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just saw that and just. But I will say, and listen, I'm not, I'm not like JT where I'm just gonna like hide facts. What? I, I, I told you guys on a t- group text earlier. Oh God! Who's hiding facts? You, you, you would. Oh God! What I'm about to say, you would never admit, JT. Never ever would well, you admit if it's this. Not true. Of course, I wouldn't admit it. I told you guys earlier. I, I, when the dealership thing came on, I started screaming and yelling, and, and you know everything else on the couch, just like you could, you two could picture me doing that, right? Pookie's, oh, yes. Pookie's like, what? What's wrong? What's the matter? I told her the whole story. I showed her the screen, and I said that asshole Wygant, and you know all of that stuff. And, and she's like, "No, you're an idiot. That's a great story. Like, that's awesome." And I'm just like, "Oh my god, oh my god." My wife is just like, "What? what what's the problem?" You have no empathy, Steve. <laughs> so again, so I, like I said, I you know I I tell you guys, my wife was like. You, you're a moron. Like that's awesome. That's great. He went and worked at the dealership. He really appreciates it now, Steve. So, yeah. Hey, the only thing that's making me happy right now is looking at dead last, 215th place in our industry idiots league is Daniel Blair 125. That's the only thing <laughs> <laughs> making that, me happy. That is pretty awesome. Is he playing? I th- well, I, th- I assume so. But tell me he's I guess, just that bad. I guess that's a technical term <laughs> right. at this point. <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, yes, dealership. That's yeah. a great story. I'm glad we finally yeah. got to Minnesota to and, cover it. And Steve, you might not even remember. I'll give you credit for this. On the podium at the Tampa Supercross, when J-Mart made the podium in his first race back, he referenced the dealership then, and you were already over it. Thank you. Thank you. You've been consistently over it yeah. from the very first time you, you brought can, it up. You can call me a lot of things, but consistent in my takes is is, is one of them also. You literally, in the press box, right. were like, oh, God, the dealership. 
I just, uh, yeah. In February. Uh, what, how are you? So, so hold on. How are you going to approach this tomorrow with Jmart? Probably in my usual way, start yelling and screaming and not let him get a word in. <laughs> That's probably what I'll start doing. Um. All right. Oh, by the way, Will Christian, I got a strange text that said something about like, I don't hate you. It was all fun, and I, you know, when I get texts like that from a number, I, I assume it could be num- many people. Um, <laughs> so I hit her back and I said, "Who is this?" And you know, what did I say? And it was Will talking. About, I guess I mentioned on our on our one of our podcasts that she probably hates me. You know, because she was she will is deep in this. Well, you were, story. you were going hard at her about because she thought this was a great story. I'm trying to set the record straight with her. And I was hopefully I was thinking that she was hating me for doing it. But she little she, little did you know that she had this piece in her back pocket for Millville. <laughs> right. Vaith was coming. The only part Vaith renewed his the, faith. The only parts guy that could buy the dealership he's working at for cash that afternoon. But, yeah, he's got great perspective on it. Uh, all right. You are brutal, man. He's coming on the brutal. show. We're going to talk about it. All right. You're so, brutal. I like J-Mart. Good dude. I just, I'm going to tell him we got to stop with this. So, all right. Listen. Uh, I hope he ramps it up even more. I hope he goes all in. Like, uh, push all the chips in the middle on the dealership story. So, we've seen Webb. We've seen Savachi beat the Martin brothers at, at Millville. Uh, now Dylan does. Dylan rode mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, I don't really – Jmart didn't get a great start in Moto 1, but it was surprising that he couldn't work himself up higher than fifth, I felt like. Um, second Moto was amazing. That last lap and a half, thank God the TV crew caught that, huh, JT? I'm surprised they weren't, like, zooming in on, you know, uh, I don't know, Jerry Robin or something, but thank God they got, <laughs> they got that. Um, that last two laps was amazing. That was a great race. It was awesome to see. Um, and and Ferrandez just rode perfect, although – and this goes to what I was saying earlier, like, dude, the freaking bikes. Look, Dylan's a world-class rider. He's a world-class racer. He, you know, he deserves the win, no doubt. But how hard was J-Mart working only to get yeah. yarded well, up the hill a little bit? Yarded well, up the hill. where he got passed, where he got passed was power. Yep, yep. It's all, I mean, you're literally landing off a jump and holding it wide open. And J-Mart didn't make it over the jump. And Dylan did. And Dylan I mean, did, that's, yeah. No, yeah, that's and, what it comes and, down and, to. And, so, you know, again, J-Mart had to be like, oh, my God, he's working his balls off to try to even close up a little bit, right? And then Dylan's just like, yep, up the hill. So, yep. um, but that was a great race, Weech. Great race between both the guys in the second moto. Yeah, and the other thing to mention is um, we all know that Ferrandez has been virtually impossible to beat in these motos straight up. And Martin admitted that himself. And he, he said at the post-race press conference, like the last time I started with him was first moto at Ironman. And he just completely worked me. I think it was 28 seconds or something. Uh, so for JMR to ramp it up to this degree, and I know it's the home track, but as you're mentioning, Steve, we have not seen this like off the charts next level that Jeremy goes to just because it's Millville. No. He's won some motos. He's won some overalls. Yeah. But it's not – I think you even had Clinton Fowler do the stats. It's not unbelievably no. off the charts. It would, you would think it would be better, and I wonder yeah. – I bet you there's more – there's other tracks that JMR has won more races at. Yeah, I even – Put all his. He went two one three one two one four five. That's what he had done in the previous four years. I mean, that's obviously good. But you remember, dude, like Henry and Dowd at Southwick. It's not like that. Yeah. Um, so what I'm saying is, I I really put this on. That was a hell of an effort and a hell of a charge. I don't think it was just. It was 28 seconds at Ironman, and this time it was the same. 
Uh, he was as fast just because it was Millville. I feel like he's made gains, or it just shows what you can do when you're just, you know, willing to go for it because you have to because the title's coming down to the wire. I thought it was awesome. Were you surprised he only made the fifth in Moto One? Yeah, he said that it was a not a good moto for him right. and messing around with the shock, which I feel like every time he has a bad moto, he mentions changing the shock and the dealer. Exactly and, and the deal- well, why didn't he go to the dealership and grab a new one? Oh. Don't you don't you feel like that part of that was because the track was so fast and brand new and easy and groomed and all those things? I, I think it was a little bit tougher to make up time for you know guys. Yeah, I would think. Yep. Uh, Did Alex? Did Alex try to hold him back? No. It was yet another. He did the right. No, he did the right thing. In my opinion, that's what you're supposed to do. In that in that situation, you don't pull over, but you don't fight him for it either. You know your brother's a little bit better. He's in a championship battle. Don't make it hard for him. That that's my opinion. It's not ideal. What but, you want him to fight it? Fight harder I, for it? I mean, I want him to win this championship. Well, I understand. But I'm saying if you know that you don't have the pace to stay in front of him, he's he's pulled next to you for a reason. I don't think that you make it any harder than it has to be. And if you have a chance to pass him back and you're faster, then do it. But I, I think J-Mart had more pace, and I think A-Mart realized that. Good battle. So now what's the points? I'm sorry, what were they, three? Yeah, they're three, right? It's three. Yeah, three yeah. points for Andes now. So... It was a good race. God, that second moto was good. Two guys just going for it. That's what motocross is. It's really cool. Don't you don't you feel like if J Mart doesn't win WW Ranch, it's over? Like if Ferrandis beats J Mart at WW Ranch, I, anything can happen. DNFs happen, crashes happen. But I think the air is going to get sucked out a little bit if J Mart can't win at a at a full sand track coming up. Hot conditions, you know, where maybe if you're looking at where J Mart would have an edge. I, Obviously, Millville was there, and then it seems like WW Ranch could be another opportunity. If Ferrandis can withstand it there, it's looking pretty good for him. Uh, I'm not quite there, Weege. No? You know me. I'm just not a one one two two guy, so I'm just going to assume anything can happen in any moto. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I, and, that's that's, that's yeah. fair, for sure. Yep. I, I just look at all you can really do is assess a racetrack and look at who has the edge. If the points are super tight, to me, when you go to Colorado – you talk altitude, the Yamaha is going to have an even more distinct edge. We saw what it looked like at Salt Lake Supercross, so I think that's going to help Ferrandis even more. And then you look at Paula, the star guys ride there every day. So how is Jamar going to have it, an advantage, either, either of those two, just in a vacuum? I know it's racing and anything can happen, but all you can really do is look at it on paper. It seems like Ferrandis would have an edge at the last two. Well, the French seem to have a problem closing out the 250 motocross championship, so... It is true. It's a weird deal. <laughs> if, if it happens again, like we're going to have to start really assessing this thing. If, if yeah. DV, DV is going to fight you. If Ferrandis goes into Paula with some sort of like 10-point lead and shit goes sideways, we're going to have to really, really look into this. Like buried. Maybe there's something buried. God, I, I yeah. can't see him not winning that race. He They ride there every day. I just rode with Ferrandis, by the way, at State Fair on Thursday before Millville. Really? Yeah. And he how's, made the how's his speed? I'll tell you, I'll, I'll be honest, guys. I couldn't stay with him. I'll be, I'll be flat <laughs> That's out. Big of you to admit. I'll That's be big of you to thank admit. you. I'll be flat out dead honest. Couldn't stay with him, and and I was on a four fifty. That's a testament to the star two fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I didn't have a lot for him that day. Hey, wait, hey, wait. Preseason, 
who was the rider that you could keep up with the least when you were motoing down? That blew by. Oh, uh, it was Adam. Yeah. Look at how this has turned yeah, out. Yeah, good point. Excellent point. Adam that went was by an me. Accurate prediction of the way the series would go. Adam went by me the fastest out of any rider that day at Glen Helen. I literally. And look at where we are now. I think I blinked and he was gone. So. Um, all right. Uh, DV, and of course, DV came back in and uh, said, You look a lot faster in pictures. <laughs> and I said, Thank, thank you. Thank you, DV. Thank you. Um, okay. Amart, 4 4. I mean, okay. Qualify that was pretty good. Qualify, qualify fastest. fastest. Qualify That's a big fastest. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Qualify fastest Out of the is a first practice too. Guy. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Um, so we yeah, you know we pulled ahead of McElrath in the points. Uh, still trailing RJ. Uh, championship not gone yet for us. Um, Jet Lawrence really good in that first motor. I even I tweeted this out because Jet caught and passed Alex, and I said number of laps at Millville by Alex one billion. Number of laps at Jet Lawrence before today zero, and Jet Lawrence caught him and passed him. So. I was a little bit bummed on us at that at that point. There's but, something to watch here with Alex. Um, he specified in the press conference that he has a significant financial gain if he can get top three in the series. Uh, and then I backed, I asked Jay Bone to back that up, and he said yes. And I said, do you think the other riders do? And he's like, I don't think Hampshire does. He's like, usually these teams just pay title only. Uh, so it'll be something to watch. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it can be uh, insurance policies too, though. Yeah, maybe. And McElrath, it's not just Hampshire, right? It's I mean, McElrath in that fight also. Who, but yeah. who can forget when it I was... It's clear that there is a lot of right. money on the line for Troll to get third. Who can forget when I was trying to hype that point, that those that battle oh. for fifth up? <laughs> yeah, well, what was it? Weimer, Weimer and... Weimer Shorty. And, uh, Shorty. Shorty. Yeah. yeah, they were yes. very interested oh. in that. Dog eat dog. What a day. <laughs> um, Jet Lawrence, yeah, just missed the podium again. I mean, it's coming, right? It's it, it, any time. Like, Are minute, you coming yeah. around on Jet? No, no, I'm Jed is a good rider, but yeah, no, I back it down. Everyone back it down. <laughs> so you're not coming around. I'm, I'm not coming around like the people or, t- or other people around Jet. No, I am okay. not coming around like that. No, because I saw a guy named Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart. Hey, well, he's not them. He's I, not I know, them, but not. yeah, that's anybody who's saying that he is them is is wrong. No one is saying that, but there's a high hype for Jet. The Jet, and there should all. be. He's really good for 17 he, he years is, old. He is, yes, and, and he is good. Uh, Justin Cooper, uh, first moto backwards like crazy. Second moto was good, just like what we saw at one of the Iron Red Man. Buds. Iron Man. Iron Man also, yes. So can't, can't, can't quite figure out uh, Jay Coop. He did lead three laps in that second moto. RJ Hampshire said the practice crash with J-Mart hurt him. And second moto, he, he crashed uh, once, and then he, so he went 2-11. RJ had third overall for most of that second moto and uh, threw it away. So, but he said his hip was bothering him. How huh, Weege? Yeah, like sounded pretty bad on the podium. Yeah, yeah. right. Sounded yep. like he was like tearing up. Yeah, I feel uh, like I don't uh, like that jump. I don't like it. I feel like RJ is going to be a title contender in twenty one. I, I like the way that things are going. Like he's progressing now. Where yeah. I, I felt like at Geico he was kind of just in this rut and and great rider you know, was capable of podiums, but it wasn't really going in the right direction, so to speak. It seems like it is now. Yeah. Like he's getting better. His confidence is growing. It seems like he's gelled with everything, training program, bike, team. And when you take out guys like maybe J-Mart leaves, you take out Ferrandis, maybe McElrath leaves. Like 
it seems like it's going to be lined up for him to maybe make a championship run next year in, in both indoors and outdoors. I think it's lining up for the 26 myself. But um, That's fair. That's fair. Well, JT, some of us believed in RJ going into this year. You did. You, you know, the you program did. and everything else. I like it. Yeah, you, you were spot I, on. You got unlucky there. That's, I, a, I really, that's a tough beat. But. I really, really thought of all that stuff because to me – RJ was not happy where he was at and he was riding by himself mm-hmm. and just kind of being his own thing, right? His own guy. And it's like, dude, that Baker's program, the biggest thing is just riding with all these other dudes, not the yeah. training and all that, but just, I ride. will give you credit for being out in front of that one. That, that was a good call. Cause I, I'm, I'm fully on board. Um, I, I think the biggest thing that's in between he and a championship though, is just the inconsistency, which he's got, right. ho- hopefully he can find a way to work his way out of, but that's really it. Everything else is there. Uh, I don't normally text the riders and cheerlead for them, you know, but I did text Hunter Lawrence. I was happy to see Hunter Lawrence have a good weekend week, 7-5, you know. I just – I think Hunter's pretty talented and what's gone on has been pretty shitty for him, so I was stoked that he, you know, had two good races. So Yeah, I totally agree. I was really pumped. I was watching it pretty closely, yep. um, watching timing and scoring and, like, seeing that he actually had a decent start. And I talked to him uh, – we've pretty much been on the same flights um, – Travel stories with the Lawrence brothers are just great, as you know. Yeah. Um, so that, that, it's become a weekly routine Sunday morning to recap the race. Uh, I may or may not, you know, the guy has a PR person. Yeah. So sometimes I, sometimes someone needs to talk to those guys a little extra. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was like, is this one of those deals? You're feeling hurt. You're not 100%. Somehow you can't get starts. And then all of a sudden start feeling better, and then somehow the starts get better. And he was given a little bit of that. He wasn't given a lot of it. But I, that, that cannot be a coincidence that the first two motos where he has anything remotely resembling a good start are when he's feeling better. It just yeah. We've just seen it right. a million times. Uh, so it was good. Like I mean, the dude had to be bummed. Like, I mean, how many times can you keep having a season derailed by injury before you just start thinking, uh, is this I know. really no, going I, I, And, you know, you start thinking about that MX2 class where he got second, right? You start yeah. thinking about MX2, and you're like, eh. Like, you know, how good is that MX2 class, right? They get you out of there as soon as you get quick. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, you so can, you, and, you know, and so I you, think the riders yeah. can do that to themselves. Like, it's all about confidence, right? right? Big Air Tom. He did win, moto, uh, you know, two motos last year. Yeah, two motos. He should have won a third. He threw the one away at Paula. So. Right. So you can hang your hat on that, but it's yeah. whatever, man. It's got to be hard if you go 18 months or whatever and the, you're getting hurt all the time. The, so stories, about, the stories about yeah. Jet are just great. There's so many stories floating around about Jet just, just – 16 or 17 and just yeah ridiculous they're out they're out there it's great they are hilarious and uh, they really should jt i know that you run a vip program but i really feel like the lawrence family should just sell a hang out with the lawrence's for the weekend i mean this it's just it's just pure comedy gold with those two their dad there's a girlfriend over there there's a dog it's just spectacular mm-hmm. they are awesome and uh jet you know jet's the one who coined whackers Yes. I love Just, that term. Yeah. I love it. Right. I don't mean. I don't want to. I hope it's not meant derogatory in a derogatory fashion because I think it's a great nickname. Um, See, I, I, Jet. I don't think Jet means anything to mean anything. Like I don't think there's ever any. I don't think there's any malicious intent. I hope not because I, I think it's awesome. No, and I, don't I don't want anybody to think that I think it's awesome that somebody's talking down to McAdoo because McAdoo's really cool. Uh, speaking of McAdoo, he got a handlebar in the stomach, I guess, in Moto Two, and was thrown up everywhere after that. That's, not, that's never that's, good. That yeah, sucks. that sucks. Uh, Shimoda had a good race. Good job for Shimoda. Weege, he did. He's that's two in a row. Yeah, two in a row. Weege, what, what, like this Geico thing, right? 
they're not going to pull a title out of their butt. Wait, I would hold think. on. No, no, no. What? You can't gloss over this. What? You can't spend five weeks saying all that money. Oh. <laughs> all that money. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm still no, on that. good, and you're just, oh, Shimoda was good. Let's move on. Uh, you, well, would you like me to talk about his poor finishes? I mean, good job for Shimoda, but I mean, you know, like, let's, let's, let's not. It let's is not. his first year. Like, this is a natural trajectory that's happening right here. Like, you realize with these teams, the idea is you get a young rider, and then by, like, the second or third year, then they start getting on the podium and then winning races, and then they become a title contender. Like, you are judging the entirety of his career on the first 12 months. Unfortunately, that's where we're at now. He's a lot better this year than he was last year. It should work. Okay, listen. He's a lot better this year than he was last year. Let's let's just – can I talk now or no? Sure. Okay. So – what do you? They're not going to pull a title out, right? And there's talk of Honda running some 250s, maybe. You got to figure Jet is safe. You got to figure Hunter is safe. I've heard yeah, the other. I think the Lawrence brothers will end up being safe one way or another. Yeah. But I did ask. Uh, I checked in a couple days ago, Wednesday or Thursday or something. With the PR guy or with somebody else? No, uh, I was not. I mean, I got a mirror if I want to check in with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I could shoot a selfie. Um, I talked to one of the owners of the team, and the only news I wanted to hear is, is the news, we're done. That is not the news. Now, they could be done, but it is not, we're definitely screwed. There is nothing we can do. This thing is over. So, at least there's that. Right. Because it could easily, uh, dude, RCH, when did we know they were done? They announced they were done, what? It's very early. Was it? I don't remember. remember. that? No, I don't remember that. But. RCH announced we will not be returning to race next year. Like, I, I think those two are very different situations, my opinion. Well, they are, but I'm saying when you lose sponsorship or you know what the business arrangement needs to be, yeah, I, I don't think that I don't think they're lying. I think when they say we don't know if we're done yet, that doesn't mean oh we're definitely done. We're just lying. I think it means there's still a chance. I think if they knew they were dead, they would say it. Um, okay, so that's encouraging at least. Here's my point. Sense. Here's my. Yeah. Can I get to my question? Yes. Is okay. There, Please, for the love of God, get there's there. There's got to be a chance that J-Mart leaves, right? Big salary guy? Yes. Yeah. I heard they all got, they all got letters saying, like, we, we, you are not guaranteed to ride next year no matter what your contractual status is, right? Not everybody did. Oh, not everybody did? Okay. Well, J-Mart did? I think he confirmed no. that. Yes, he did. J-Mart did. And I know another kid named Schmumford, Schmumford got one. Yep. So it was in everybody. I heard all riders, all staff. Okay. Everybody's contract says if Geico leaves, which they didn't think would ever happen, but it was in there. Yeah. If Geico leaves. Okay. You know, your almost, every, no almost everybody. So my, yeah. my point okay. is talk about silly season. Ouija and you, you, you star racing would have been calling immediately. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Hey, here's a clause. Yeah. I think they were, I think they were calling anyway. Okay. So oh God, all right, forget it. Forget my question. Forget it. What? Right, we'll move what? on. What? You guys want to just jerk each other off for the next five minutes, or, or can I ask? Can I ask my question? Okay, so there's a chance J-Mart leaves, correct? Yes, yes. And the team stays just the two Lawrence brothers. That is, there is a chance that could happen. Yeah. Wow, sure, oh, that'd be gnarly. It could be. It could okay. very well be two guys. That's crazy. That's insane, especially you know yeah. coming from them, what they've built right. and everything else. So I know, and I really feel bad. Look, the J-Mart thing that sucks. But I feel, in a way, I feel like if you're Mumford and Shimoda, it's just as bad, if not worse. Because at least if you're J-Mart, you're like, hey, man, I'm in the prime of my career. I'm winning races. I'm winning this title. I think the other dudes were like, 
Yeah, I was on like a long-term plan where I wasn't expected to get podiums. Oh, I, I better be getting podiums like next week yeah. or I'm screwed? Yeah. Yep. Uh, J-Mark's putting his best foot forward to try to get another ride. The other dudes were in a long-term, I'll be there in a couple years, I got time. And now all of a sudden that just changed J- overnight. J-Mark's going to get a job. J-Mark's going to get a job. J-G-R? Question mark? He's going to get a job. He's winning races. He's yeah, a title yeah, contender. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's a champion. He's going to get a job. The guys that should be worried he, are guys like Mumford. He's always right. got the dealership to back on. To get, That's true. To fall back on. That's true. He can go head over to the Microfish and yes. uh, dig up some CBR parts. Right. Um, what if JGR replaced Troll with J-Mart, Steve? Where does Troll go? You've got to be worried. Oh, Vaped. <laughs> No, what'd you say, Weege? When I said, you've got to be worried. Well, yeah, yeah. I need to know where trolls going before I burn down the JGR semi or not. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. No like problem. if we just move sideways to another factory team, we're we're golden. Who cares? <laughs> but if, if trolls forced into retirement, if trolls racing yeah. for Bill Dill and 3D Racing <laughs> Yamaha next year, and J Mart's well, in the JGR truck, Keith Johnson did pretty well on that bike. Nick Gaines. Yep. yep. I was top 10 in 450 Supercross on that bike. Will he have orange rims? Yes. Okay. Uh, McElrath, not a good day for him. Uh, uh, was leading the second moto. Crashed 15-7 for Shane. Um, Derek Drake had a decent day, right? That's got to be one of Drake's better outdoor overalls, I feel like. A 10th? Yeah? No? He's been hovering, though, right around there. Yeah. Overall, he was really. Yeah. He was really good in the first moto at Ironman. Second moto, he got pretty tired. Right. Jarrett Fry made his debut. We each 14-14. Good, good job for Jarrett Fry. Like, that's a good start. Yeah, it is. I mean, I just feel like I don't even know where the standards are with these guys anymore. Is it like these guys are expected to come out house of fire like they often do in their first race, or is 14-14 okay? I have no idea where to rank these rookie debuts anymore. But how, What's I mean, good, what's bad? Yeah, you look at, like, what Masterpool's doing, and it's not his rookie year. He raced last year, but where's the bar? I agree with you. Like, what is good and what's not? So I was told Masterpool's racing supercars next year for Star, and then I was told he's not. So I don't know. It makes sense that he's not because Star keeps signing people. But He told me he was, and then he had a press conference. He said on the record, I'm racing supercars next year for Star. I don't, oh, know, okay. what, I don't know what's going on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'm with you, Weege. Like, maybe – and I've been I've been harsh on some of these kids for sure, but you know I mean for years, Tomac, Barsha, Trey, Bogle, uh, um, help me out, uh, numerous other people, right? Just, yeah. all, all they just came in and they ran top fives, they just ran yeah. top fives. That's what they did. Now, Bailey, Swole, Mumford, Drake, you know Cantrell, they don't do that. No, so and, and what's, honestly, when what's you look at changed? That, that's what makes Jet that much more outstanding. He is so far ahead of those guys now. Yes, and Jake, you know he's got I mean? a pocket full of coins or something. Somebody's... The only one who is reaching that level is Jet Lawrence. Like, there is a 10-position difference between where yeah. he's fighting yeah. and where the rest of the... He's fighting for third and fourth. They're fighting for 13th and 14th. Yep, yep. Um, but so, yeah, it's definitely... It's, it's, it's switched, yep. I don't want to agree with you in anything. Me neither. But yeah, we we know. Uh, but we have not seen the flash, and that's going to land you into all these other but, theories. But, okay. I don't want to do. 
But these kids that are not showing the flash did win races and podium at the big amateur stuff, just like the Canards and the Barshas and Bogles and all these other guys, right? I do not feel they were the same, no. Okay. There is what I saw from Barsha and Tomac in the B class. I didn't see that from any of these dudes we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> like, what I saw from Eli Tomac his last year at Loretta's, uh, if you had said he's going to uh, win all these titles and be the fastest dude in America, I just want to say that, I'd be like, yeah, right, it's coming. Right. Uh, if you told me to say that about Jalik Swall, I'd be like, he's good, but I'm fastest right. dude ever. Uh, right. I don't know if I'm going that far. And uh, I guess Forkner might be the last kid to come out. Or no, Cooper. Cooper was it's been great. Cooper's it having was an only off the one year, but he was really good. Cooper's having uh, an off down outdoor here, but even still, yeah. even with that, he's miles above the guys we just talked about. And Forkner there as well. There is no way, and you, just talk to someone who. There is no way that anyone was saying that Jordan Bailey and Jalik Swole were at the same level of Eli Tomac and Justin Barsha as amateurs. There's no way. No, but my point was just they're getting the same results, so therefore you think that, or you getting, you know, you put them in I that know, category. I know, but here's your weakness of your argument. You always just say, like, if you win the Horizon Award, P.J. Larson wins the Horizon Award, James Stewart wins the Horizon Award, you all thought they were equal. No one was thinking they were equal. Like, there are differences, and people know the differences. Of course. Of course there is. Yes. 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 My whole point was the Gonzalez-Robertson. That's it. That's, that's all I was hammering the Horizon Award stuff with. Okay, and I've by the way, to the bottom of the Gonzalez thing. <laughs> oh, you He's have nervous to do interviews. I accosted him. <laughs> I said, "What is your deal? Have you changed your number? Have you lost your phone?" He shook his head, "No." I think his mechanic was next to him, and he's like, "He's got to do interviews, man." I'm like, "You do. You need to do interviews." He's like, "I get nervous, man." I'm like, "We can talk you through this. You can't do this, man. You can't just not do yeah, interviews. In, we can in, do this." In 2020, you need better results than what he's getting to not do interviews. I mean, Stu could not do interviews. <laughs> He's very nervous about doing these interviews, wow. but he's been riding awesome. He needs to take the press when he can get it. A hundred percent, but that's okay. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what happened to Styles Robertson this weekend? Do we know anybody, anything? Uh, yes. He had a, uh, crash. He's okay. Um, I would not be surprised at all if he's back at WW ranch. Nothing, uh, nothing serious. Just couldn't race this weekend. Did he crash in practice? Uh, I don't like, know if was it was he... at the race or in the, during the week, okay. but I know he had just right. a, a slight injury. He'll be he'll be okay. Uh, Weege, what do you know about Jesse Flock? I got a, a DM from somebody that said, "Pick this kid in fantasy." I did, and he did well. I know he's always been super fast. Right. Like doesn't always hold it together, or maybe thirty minutes might be a thing. Right. But I think he's Oklahoma area. It says Oklahoma on the sheets, but not that that means anything. But yeah. No, he's, he's well. Yeah, somebody else is from Hawaii, right? right. Harlan, but. Uh, no, any of the Oklahoma area dudes where he can roll. He's got speed. Okay. So I guess for fantasy, he's the type of guy to take a flyer on, yeah. All right. Jerry, sixteen nineteen on his home track. Solid, Jerry. Pretty solid, yeah. It's yeah. a good day. Yeah. Jerry's been solid. like He has been, yeah. The whole year. Yep. Mason Gonzalez just pulled into the top 15 in points, by the way. Might want to – can you go to Styles and grab the Horizon Award back? Can you go to his mantle? And grab it? I'm kidding. I'm joking. That was supposed to be, that was a joke. That's horrible. I, that was a joke. It was a joke. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Anything else? 250 class? Millville? Who's your champ? Title picks both, title picks both classes. Oh, yeah. So I was just going. Yeah. Good, good, good uh, thinking. Uh, title picks, Weege. I'm still mad about fantasy. Just going to let you know. <laughs> still mad. 
Uh, I'll go for Andis, and um, I'm still going to stick with Osborne. 15 points is no joke. Yep. I'd way rather have be 15 points up with yeah. six motos to go than down. Yeah. My wife asked me who I wanted to win out of the two guys. She's cheering wanted for Adam, to? obviously. What? Wanted to? Yeah, who do, she's like, who do you want to win out of the out of the buddies, He's buddies with both of them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be tough. Yeah, yeah. She's she's going for Adam, in case you're wondering. Um, I'm going to go Troll Train still, 250s. Okay. There's no reason why. I mean, we did need a win this weekend, and it didn't quite happen, but. Yeah, no, we have time. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. Uh, so I'll go Chill Train, and then I'll stick with Osborne. Yep, 15 points. I think Zacho, obviously, you know, he. Uh, what was he in when he got the flat? Fourth or whatever. So, you know, he kind of was maintaining it. Would have been okay. Um, I'll go I'll go Osborne. Yep. One thing we didn't mention with that, how about Zach eventually started learning to ride with the flat and started going faster? Did, I, I mean, he's, a, I he's, a, it. he's an off-road kook. So you just know, yeah. You know, I, I mean, thought he might pull over and change it himself. Yeah, <laughs> he ran a couple two twenty sevens, and then you could see him visibly like starting to like wheelie and like turn on the rear wheel, and then he ran a two twenty four, and I'm like, oh my god, he just taught himself how to ride. I mean, the two twenty four was not fast, but he got faster. We well, started each jumping lap. the finish line. Yeah, he started yeah. jumping the finish line again. Yeah, yeah. would have been really nice if we would have left Hef get him because I had him in fantasy. That would have been nice, Zacho, jerk, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go. Well, uh, yeah. fantasy doesn't matter, guys. Right. JT, title picks. Uh, I will go Troll Train, and I'll stay Zacho. I think uh, experience plays a big part of this, and um, I think Zach's still pretty confident in what's possible. Like a, a flat tire wasn't his fault, and I think this track this weekend will be good for him. He rode really well here last year, so I think he has a chance to kind of right the ship a little bit if he beats Adam. And if he can put it, you know, 20 points or whatever after this weekend, I think he's looking pretty good at the last two. And, and don't remember, don't forget, he was, he's been really good at Denver in the past. Uh, Zacho has. So, yeah, he has been. Yeah. What what was the year that these two idiots were taking each other out in practice at Indy? 17 or 18? Oh. 17. 17. Three years later, 450 motocross going at it. Should we get the clips queued up in the TV truck? 100%. Okay. I just want to check. I put them on a group text shortly after that to try to smooth over things. It didn't really work, but oh well. Um, okay, all right. Well, I look forward to uh, more dealership talk in WW Ranch. It's a great story, man. It's good for TV. It is. I, I think we need more. I really do. Yep. These are the kind of stories that can get us on mainstream news and can really change mm-hmm. the trajectory of the sport. Right. Okay. Well, fantastic. All right, that's been Millville for another uh, weekend. We, John, I'm not going to WW, so. Oh, nothing matters anyway. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So angry. I love it. I love it. I mean, I just don't Big see why. difference you... in a seven-rider team and a no-rider team. I just don't know why you wouldn't put more effort into getting that eighth rider by simply walking over to the media. I know where, I know where you're, the, media, the truck compound is. The media tent's not that far. I don't understand it. Yeah, I was busy, okay? I was busy. I figured, all right, you know, it's 10 to, 10 to 1. I'll let it ride on seven. All right. Well, would have been fine. Hey, how many times did you guys have Benny Blossom a moto this year? And then our freaking guy Jericho <laughs> didn't get any points. It happens. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So I got three guys. It's going to hurt, 
but it's not going to be the end of the season. I'm not going to go from 11th to 193rd because of your dumb rules. Speak to the CSR on the, on the other line here. I'd like to speak to his manager. <laughs> Speaking. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's been the Fly Racing Racer X podcast Millville wrap-up brought to you by Onyx Maps, Maxis Tires, and the uh, folks at Rental. Thanks for listening. Uh, JT, Weech, thanks, guys. All right, guys. See you. See you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbic is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart, there's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jump farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days. They're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that air I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Right.